wonderful people and welcome back to an episode of Rue Randall's A Purple Crook Podcast. This week we're going to be discussing one of the topics that I was asked to talk about on my Instagram, rue.bodkin, and they asked me to talk about birth control, periods, share some stories on that. So I'm going to dive into both of those topics and share my thoughts. I've got some funny period stories to share with you and then I rant about birth control but also I'm going to share an insecurity of mine with you guys um one of my body insecurities I guess that I've had in the past year and a half and how I'm feeling on that right now and yeah let's get into the episode I completely forgot to mention last week um, in my weekly update that I went to the Blue Mountains with Emma and we drove a car and it was so much fun. It was just like a really chill day. Um, but unfortunately it was also raining, so we didn't really get to see anything, but we went to one of the waterfalls. Um, and, (laughs) oh, by the way, this is the weekly update of my life, except this happened like two weeks ago. And we went to one of the waterfalls, we got there and like looked out at the lookouts and it was completely white. Like you couldn't see a thing at all. Uh, So we kind of laughed about that, that like the one day we could find that we could go out and do something together. It's terrible weather um, and we can't see anything, but we continued to do the walk and explore this waterfall and things like that. And we went down to the waterfall and my new friends that I made two weeks ago, I think I mentioned them in the last podcast, they're content creators and they film like everything. And so I think I was quite inspired by them. Um, Me and Emma had kind of been like recording the trip a lot more than we would have normally, I think. And so I was like, oh, I'll go get this really cool shot of the waterfall. So I went, jumped like onto this little like banky area, went up to the water and started to like film really close to the water (laughs) and then I just dropped my phone and I literally watched it like sail like a boat over a rock and downstream in the waterfall and I like squealed and then I like I just fell into it um got myself completely wet and Emma's like Rue just leave it and I was like I can't afford a new one and I grabbed my phone out and honestly I I don't, I don't even know. It, it was fine. Like it just worked straight away. It didn't charge for a few days, but it seems to be fine now. So I wonder if it's completely dried up. And even last week when I was recording the episode, I, I was surprised that like all the, the quality of sound wasn't bad or anything. Like it doesn't seem like it's really that affected by its journey down the waterfall. Uh, but yeah, I did drop my phone in a waterfall. What else has happened to me? I went to a boat party on Sunday, which was really fun, got very drunk, was quite embarrassing, but I'm choosing to not view my actions as embarrassing because I don't need the extra anxiety, I've decided. Um, I had a lovely cocktail night with some friends and yeah, I'm just in my ninth last week. It's nine weeks basically until I leave for Europe. So I'm trying to organize more and more things for that, save more and more money. Yeah, we just we're thriving honestly well we're somewhat thriving um well no we are there's literally nothing to you know there's nothing to complain about right now it's pretty good it's been a good good ish week yeah i would say um yeah i'm really hoping that you guys can't hear that dog barking um, in the background of this voice recording, but that is my neighbor's dog. And I love all animals on this earth, but I am very happy for that animal to go to heaven because yeah, 
I mean, that's such a terrible thing to say, I know, but he's really sick. He can't walk and like they never take him for walks. They don't really look after him that well. And I just think like they should put the dog down. It's really old now. Like it's just awful. And it makes me mad. And it's something that I complain about probably every day. And he barks like that. And sometimes he barks like that at 3 a.m. It's very, very annoying. So apologies if you can hear him. Uh, Although he's, oh, there he is back again. We'll see. Anyway, on to this week's topic. I thought I would begin with my getting my period story um, because it's kind of just the best place I could possibly start. I think I got mine for the first time when I was around 11. I think I'd just been at the swimming pool with my best friend at the time and two boys and I came home and I remember when I got it, I like pretty much passed out on the toilet and just like had no idea what was going on, freaked out in the toilet. And my toilet didn't have, in my family home, didn't have a lock and also had two doors. So it was kind of a stressful place to be. And now that I think about it, just like the most horribly anxiety-inducing toilet for shitting and for having a period. Because my family would like never knock as well and they'd just open the door and go in and then tell you to hurry up if you were in there. Like that was sort of how it went, which is kind of mean, but also kind of funny that that was the atmosphere. I remember one time I was sitting on the toilet and I quite often would read my book on the toilet while taking a shit and both doors opened at almost the exact same time and one was my stepdad, one was my brother being, and they both were like, hurry up! And I was just like, well, I mean, to be fair, it was a family of seven and one toilet and I was just reading my book. I could totally have hurry up and got off the toilet, but it was not the most incredible experience. Um, yeah. Anyway, back to the story. I got my period And I didn't quite understand what it was, but I remember my mum was putting my little brother to bed and he was like a baby and I went in crying and I was like, mum, she's, you know, she was kind of like, yeah, like what, what's up? Like what's wrong? And I was like, I think I got my period. And then, you know, I don't know. I think I was quite traumatized by it because I don't like seeing blood and she wasn't even, she was just a bit like, oh yeah, that's all good. All right. We got the pads that we bought. Yeah. Should we go sort it out? And she like had to teach me how to put it on, like the pad put it on, you know, because I didn't really understand. I, I don't think I'd been taught it in health class or anything yet. I, ha- I had no idea what I was doing. And then it was like nighttime. So I was like, oh, but it, I won't need to wear one at night, right? She's like, what? It's like, oh, like why, why? It doesn't happen at nighttime, does it? Like I thought it was just like a daytime thing. And my mom goes, how would your period know if it was nighttime or daytime? Like, of course you need to wear one. Um, in the night. So that was my first period. And to be honest, I didn't really get them that often. I would get them very sporadically over the age of 11 to 13. So it was not too bad. But I do remember there was one time that was quite, quite funny, quite traumatizing. I woke up in the night. um, And because I only got them sporadically, I didn't, like, I didn't know when they would come. I didn't have a regular period. I had no idea anything. So I woke up in the night and I thought I'd piss the bed. And I was like, oh, fuck, I pissed the bed. I didn't really think like that because I was like 12 years old. But I was like, oh, my God, that's so embarrassing. Whip off my pants, whip off my underwear, chuck them in the laundry basket. And because, you know, I pissed the bed, I thought, oh, maybe I need to pee a bit more. Walk completely, you know, bottom half naked to my toilet because it was quite close to my room. Uh, pee and then go back to my room, chuck on another pair of underwear, another pair of pajama pants, get into bed, fall asleep. Don't think much of it. Get up in the morning and get out of bed and go, oh my God, I pissed myself again. 
pull my pants down and check. And no, I haven't pissed myself. I've actually got my period. Uh, And then I think, oh my God, I walked around last night with no pants on. And then I look and there is a literal trail of blood all the way from my bed, all the way to my bedroom. It was on my homework book. It was on my Harry Potter book. It's still on the Chamber of Secrets. And I don't know if my family know that that's what that stain is. And I know that's disgusting, but it's like one of the best additions. And, you know, I don't think they listen to this podcast. So it's all good, but don't tell them. And then it was on the carpet. It was on the tiles of the bathroom. And I had to like go with a cloth and clean up this trail of blood that I had fucking left everywhere and it just traumatized me because also I like I don't like blood like I was not coping with this like it was so bad um so that was one of my traumatizing moments of my period and I feel like I felt very alone like I couldn't tell anyone and now I tell the story because I think it's hilarious um and it is funny like it's totally normal and like at the end of the day it's not gross because it's just like ovulation and blood like it doesn't really matter Um, but at the time I was very embarrassed about it. I remember as well, like a couple summers later, I was in Arrowtown and something that I found so hard was swimming in the summer and having your period. It was just so frustrating as a teenager because it was like, oh, well, I can't go then because I also don't know how to put a tampon on, um, in, I still can't do it. And I know I'm a woman who's had sex, but I still cannot put a freaking tampon in my vagina. Um, this is a very explicit episode. Maybe if you're male, don't listen to this one unless you want to be informed. Uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I can't put one in. I, <laughs> I can only use pads or I now use, um, what's it? Underwear. I use the reusable washable underwear and I just think that's so much more comfortable um, and so much more better for the environment and also really easy when traveling and just like cost efficient. It's great. I love that. And I know a lot of people who like using a diva cup. I think that's also much better for the environment. Um, and also cost effective again, because I mean, I just think it's so frustrating how much money as women we have to spend on sanitary items. Like I can't even, I know that when I was a kid, like I was really lucky my parents would buy them for me, but you know, thinking about it, it, like once I got to university, like I spent so much money on them and each week and, you know, when I was living on a tight budget, it was quite infuriating that I had to buy this like necessity. And I understand that there's so many things in this world that are necessities that we have to pay for. But this one in particular, that is only just for one gender or um, not even one gender, but one type of body that ovulates, that is something we literally have never been able to control. It's just so shit. I think, and like, I don't even know if it's capitalism at this point, but it just, it just feels like, I don't know. It's just so unfair. And I think you can't think too much about it. Otherwise, you know, you really do get mad at how uneven the world is. Cause I think about it, I'm like, oh, what do guys have to buy? That's like the same thing. Oh, condoms. Oh, they don't, they don't buy that. You know, most of the time the girl has a condom because a guy doesn't want to have a condom, you know, like it is literally, there's no equivalent for men. Um, And that really infuriates me. And that also goes for birth control as well. You know, um, before I got my IUD, I was on the pill and I had to pay for that, you know, and you have to pay for the subscription. You have to pay for some of the appointments, depending on where you're going. You know, these things are so expensive and very gender specific and just like 
so frustrating, I think. Um, anyway, that's my little rant over. Back to some more funny stories. One summer in particular, I just thought maybe um, I could use a pad instead of a tampon because I couldn't figure out how to put a tampon on still. So I was at the lake and I was swimming with a pad in my my Speedo swimsuit. And I remember I sat down on the pontoon, which we'd all swum out to, and I heard like a pop. I was like, oh, that was weird. A kind of enjoyable popping sound, but it was weird. And then I jumped off into the water and then something just felt wrong. Like something was not okay. And then I remember walking out of the lake and I noticed all these droplets on my body and they didn't like they looked like water but they didn't exactly look like normal water and I was like oh okay this is a bit weird um and then I realized I like touched them and they didn't go away they were like kind of solid and I realized that they were like what was inside the pad had popped and now was all over my body so I ran to whatever bathroom there was around the lake and I remember being in there and I like pulled off my swimsuit and they were everywhere. Like they were all up my coochie. These like, literally they remind me of bubble tea. Like imagine things a little bit smaller than bubble tea everywhere, everywhere. And so I like had to like scoop them out <laughs> in this public lake bathroom. I was there just like scooping these juby things out of my vagina. <laughs> this is so graphic. But also I was like, 13 at this time like it was also super traumatizing that I had to go through this and I remember I had another pad so I kind of like washed myself in the sink came out put my swimmers back on and I just didn't tell anyone like I didn't even tell my mom or anything I just like left it and I didn't go back in the water I was just like oh screw this and I just it was so annoying because I always felt so embarrassed and so alone but it was always such a it's a worldly thing and we all are experiencing it and like I don't know. I've talked about it with friends now, but I've ruined so many clothes by getting my period in them. Like, it's ridiculous how much I've ruined just by, like, having my period. And even now, like, one of my work uniforms is all white. And so often us girls chat about it. We're like, oh, I'm on my period. And it's just so frustrating because you just know it's going to go through your clothes. It's so annoying. So I decided to get some birth control um, because I was sexually active and because I was so sick of having my period. Uh, so I went on, I think I went on the pill in my final year of high school and I was great because you can control your period, right? You know, you can somewhat quotation marks control your period and you don't have to have it all the time, which is fantastic. Uh, and so I did that for three months, didn't have my period. It was great. Um, felt a lot better as well until one day woke up period but also it was like a huge massive clump and if you're a woman you know what I'm talking about it's the lining and it is I literally thought that I had miscarried like that's what I thought this was and I think it happened to me at school and I remember I threw up afterwards because I'm not good with blood I don't know if I passed out I might have passed out as well I'm not sure and I sat in the cubicle and just like shook and just was shaking and then I was freaking out. So I like booked an emergency family planning uh, appointment and went that afternoon in my study period and talked to them about it. And they just said that it was probably the lining and that, you know, how long had I gone without my period? And I said, oh, about three or four months on the pill. And they were like, yeah, it, I think you're going to have to, you know, do like maybe two months off 
one month on just so this doesn't happen again if it makes you feel really ill. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like I went on this so that I don't have to have my period. And you're telling me that if I stop it permanently-ish, I have to, you know, I have to then like take it every couple months and actually had it. It was just so annoying. It made me so mad. And also there's so many like side effects that come with having the period, uh, with having um, the birth control and taking the pill. You know, I think I remember having really bad skin and also like, I think my boobs grew like insanely, which is, I guess, like a great thing to some people, but not for me. I hate boobs. I hate boobs still. I don't want them. Um, side note, don't like boobs. I don't know. I like my boobs now that they're pierced, but I don't like them that much. Like I don't want them to be very big. And I remember at the time, I think they did get quite big and that made me really uncomfortable. Um, but so much, so much worse happens to other people too. Uh, I mean, I know there's lots of crazy mood swings. I think I wasn't too bad. I don't really remember because I haven't been on the pill in so long. Uh, but then I went off it and went back on it. And then eventually I decided to get the IUD, which is the marina that goes zoop, up your vagina. And it's just like so much better for me. So I decided to get the IUD, I think at the end of my first year of university after being sort of off and on the pill. I wasn't specifically on it and like consistently, which wasn't very good for my body either. Um, and I was having sex, so I kind of needed to be on it. Uh, and also, I think my period went away for a bit. I don't really know. I don't really remember now exactly. I think it was quite sporadic again at this time because I wasn't very well. Um, so I went on the IUD and my mom suggested I went on it because um, she had one and it worked really well for her. And yeah, it's kind of a traumatic experience getting an IUD because you're not like sedated. They don't give you anything. They just clamp it open and shove it up there and then send you on your way. And I went to work that night. Like, it was not fun. And I think I bled for like a week or two afterwards as well. And it was just like, it was not enjoyable to get it in. And I think now I'm I'm nearing, I think, four years or three years of having it. And I don't think I quite realize what it was like. I think I thought it was like, oh, all good. Because I've, I don't know, you know, when women have babies and they kind of forget the pain. I think that's what's happened with me in my IUD. Like I've kind of forgotten how painful it was, but it definitely was bad. And I've had so many friends who have had terrible, terrible experiences with it. Like it's like, it's terrible. I, most of my friends who've got it, are, especially after I was like, it's amazing. Um, Cause it did work kind of well for me and it has worked kind of well for me. Um, the reason I like it is because I know I'm protected in terms of sexually, but also I'm protected. I'm It's not damaged my skin, my weight, and I don't really... I do get a period now consistently, but for at least a year and a half there, I didn't get a period consistently, which was quite nice. Um, and yeah, I think those were things that were important to me, especially when I was struggling with my eating disorder. I couldn't really fathom being on birth control and it really affecting my body in that way so um I think that was what was really important for me and look I have I've been on this since the end of 2019 I wonder like I remember my friend said you know what would we be like without our birth control like what would our hormones be like what would our emotional reactions to things be like with, if we didn't have our birth control and I do often wonder this and I think when I get my IUD changed um I'm probably going to do it at the end of this year 
or next year, I think I will consider not having it, but also I'm young and having fun. So I probably will keep it in. I'm not sure. Um, but it, it will be interesting. It would be so interesting to know because I don't know. I, and we don't know for a fact if it is changing much, but we also don't know if it isn't because it's been so consistently a part of my body now and a part of my hormone balance and affecting it. So yeah, but um, back to my friends having so many bad experiences. Like I literally, all of them have had it removed um, after getting it and they've not lasted like probably more than a year, which is insane. And like, you know, I know friends have been on the rod, been on the pill. I have a friend who's literally tried every type of contraception, I swear. And she, yeah, like it's just, now I think she's not on anything and she's got a boyfriend and it's just like, you've got to be careful, you know? Um, and it sucks. It sucks that it affects our bodies so much and that it's, you know, it's react, it causes a reaction no matter what. You're not going to just take this thing and put it into your body and not have some kind of reaction, you know? It always is there. But also consistently having a period is sucky and also consistently being not protected um, in terms of, you know, um, having a baby and whatnot. So I think it sucks. So I guess it makes sense to be on something. And doctors, I mean, I don't think many people have positive experiences with them and with people listening to how these things are actually affecting their bodies and their hormones and their emotions. And yeah, it's, it's definitely a huge struggle and one that has gotten better over time, but not necessarily. And to each specific person's experience, a lot of it is negative as well. And a lot of it is trial and error. And that is shit. I wish there was some way where it could be like a test for your blood type, for your DNA, like DNA and genes and things like that, that could tell you which birth control was better suited to you, rather than just questions of like, what's your skin like? What's your emotions like? Like, you know, I just, I wish there was a better way of knowing and a better way of matching something to you. Um, and also I wish you could just not, yeah, I don't know. It's shit. I hate birth control, but also at the same time, I need to be on birth control. Yeah. Something else that I feel like us women have to struggle with is body hair. You know, shaving, it was a huge thing. I remember when I was about 14 years old and I shaved my legs for the first time because I was quite insecure. I'm a dark female. I've got dark hair. Um, I had really hairy legs um, growing up and I shaved my legs and I remember at school, we literally would just sit on the field and talk about shaving, like our experiences with it. And I remember my friend, she wasn't going to shave her legs because she had really blonde hair and there was like no point in it. And I think she got really fed up with us all talking about our experiences with shaving, which is like fair, but also like, ah, I mean, we're all just bonding. Um, and yeah, I just, I remember the first time I shaved my armpits was at my grandparents' house <laughs> and I was like, you know, oh, you've done it. There's no going back now because as they say, once you shave it, it grows back thicker. And then same with my, I think I used three razors to shave my legs the first time I did it. Um, just like cheap razors, but they were really hairy, like astronomically hairy. And then I remember getting into my PJs, getting under the covers and that feeling when you shave your legs and they're freshly shaven and you get under the covers, magical amazing one of the best sensations of my life I swear I uh, freaking love it 
Anyway, it was kind of something. I know my sister, when she was maybe even nine or ten, them, I think she was quite insecure about how hairy her legs were. And I think I, I remember this is like one of my good big sister moments. I encouraged her actually, encouraged mom and her to like let her shave her legs just because I know she was quite embarrassed about it. But I don't know if that is the best thing. I really should have just been like, who cares? Like, they're gorgeous. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Be here if you want. In some ways, I wish um, I was more positive rather than like, oh, yeah, we can get mum to shave your legs. Because body hair is totally normal, completely normal. It's so fine to have body hair. And I think I wish that I just had a better relationship with that and just didn't care. Like I love, it's so funny because so many people think I'm the type to have my armpit hair growing out. And I have grown it out a few times, but I actually get like full lasered. Like I get my armpits, my legs and my Brazilian and my butt lasered. This is a lot. I'm telling you a lot right now. Um, and the reason that I get that is actually because of a really horrible experience that I had at the end of 2021. Um, I got a wax when I was in Topor and I then did a at-home wax. And I don't know which one uh, it was that did this to me, but basically I had a breakout of boils on my vagina area, around my vagina area. Uh, I think at first I only had one, but like boils are these horrible, huge, like we're talking like 50 cent coin size lumps that swell up, they have pus, there's an ingrowing here and there, but it's also a boil on top of that. And they are so painful. Like I had to take painkillers painful for this. And I think I only had one at first, and then literally up until this day, I still get them. And they are something that I would bawl my eyes about. Like I would cry, especially last year at the start of the year. I remember um, my boyfriend at the time, I was FaceTiming him and I just got out of the shower and I was like getting dressed and he was like, what's wrong? And I just bawled my eyes out. I was like, I'm so disgusting. I'm so sick of looking at these. They're so painful. I don't know what to do. I can't get rid of them. I don't even know how I got them in the first place. I don't know how to prevent them from coming up. And I just cried and cried and cried. And they became so painful to the point that I had to go and get antibiotics for them. And I think I've been on antibiotics for them twice. But look, that literally didn't do anything. Like they stopped the pain and somewhat the infections that were occurring. But they still come up to this day. And when I was in this doctor, I said, you know, what do I do? And she said, you know, no more waxing, no more shaving, nothing. And I was like, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. I like being like somewhat, you know, hairless down there. I don't want to have hair. And she goes, well, you have to get it lasered then. So I started getting laser last year when I was in New Zealand. And then I've continued to do it in Australia because actually it's quite cheap here in Australia. It's not that expensive for me, which is why I've started doing my armpits and my legs as well. And also just for traveling, then I don't like when I was in Southeast Asia, I didn't have a razor. I didn't shave my le uh, my armpits or my um, bikini line, which is something that's, you know, I was in a bikini a lot while I was in Asia. So that was something that was nice. But also guys, I have all these scars all of these scars all around my vagina area. And these scars used to make me feel like I didn't want to show my body or I used to kind of hide them. I, I don't know. I was feeling very insecure about these things. And 
I use like bio oil, trying to get rid of them, sunscreen. And look, I look after them. I've seen a doctor to, you know, sort them out. But honestly, I just have to get the hair removed and keep using these creams and just hope that these scars go away. And I remember I was in, um, I think I was in Laos when I talked to some of the girls I was traveling with then. And I said, you know, I have these horrible like scars. And one of the girls, Leah, said, to be honest, I'm kind of like, I kind of admire you for just like rocking them. <laughs> I can't remember what she said, but she was American. She was hilarious. And she was just like, you know, like kind of, it's it's just nice to just see you being like, yeah, these, I have these scars, but I'm still with my bikini and whatnot. And like, who cares? Um, and that made me feel so much more confident about it. And now I don't really care as much. I think sometimes I'm a little bit insecure of these little spots, but um, yeah, not too bad. And also they're not as painful as they used to be. Uh, sometimes they can be ones that are like super sore, but mostly I think since I've been getting the laser hair removal, it's been a lot better and there's not really any hair growing anymore. So there's not really any boils that are occurring. And like, they're not just on my like inner, like under the togs, they're like around the togs, like on the thigh area. So like they're very visible always when I'm in um, a bikini or something. But also, like, hair is so normal. Like, it really is. Um, and I, I mean, I like that I get these things, but they are, are not permanent. They will, you know, I'll have to keep getting appointments, like, once a year to look after them. Um, and eventually, I might just not do it again. Like, I will, my hair will grow back eventually. Uh, and I'm so fine with that because I like the opportunity of still having um, somewhat of a natural state, too which is really nice. But also it's really lovely to like shower and not have to do the whole shaving process because God, that is an exhausting process to do. For sure, not my favorite. But I think I just wanted to talk about it on the podcast because it's like a huge insecurity of mine. Um, but I'm trying to like beat it and not feel weird about it anymore. Uh, and I think the best way to do that is just to be like fully honest and be like, yeah, I have these weird scars. Meh, who cares? I don't care anymore. Why should I? I look after my body. I'm doing all the things I can to heal them. I don't cause them. I don't know what causes them. I know that they, the wax initially did, um, but now I don't know why my body is like so accustomed to them. And I don't know what flares them up and why they come back every now and then. It's so frustrating. Um, yeah, it really annoys me, honestly, but that's all good. So yeah, that's something that I was really insecure about. And I feel like body hair oh, also like snail trail I used to have a snail trail and I got that laser removed and that's so great and like I remember my mom saying that she gets her she got hers removed like once and then it just never grew back and then yeah I've never had hair there ever since which is lovely um yeah and, I, and look I understand that I'm like saying that I'm less insecure because I've removed it but I think that also if I had hair I would be very comfortable and kind of love it and just rock it because just the way I am with these scars because it doesn't really matter. And no one no one is ever looking that deeply. And if they are, they're probably not thinking horrible things because very rarely people are horrible with their thoughts and about people's body image. Um, ever, I would say. I never look at someone and think, oh, about anything like ever like I don't even I couldn't even imagine I might judge someone on their fashion every now and then and be like that's a bad outfit but other than that I don't think I would look at someone's scars and be like oh my god I wonder what those are and like 
ooh, no, I would never like have my own and I know how much I've cried over them, you know, like, um, and I also just don't think that everyone is looking that closely at everyone else, you know, I think it's very much in a personal thing, a lot of these things, yeah. So that's it for this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed some of my, I feel like I really overshared this week. I said some controversial things. Uh, and if you've listened all the way to the end, oh, my apologies, please don't think any worse of me. Just know that I am a very comfortable woman speaking about my body, my aspects of my life. Um, and yeah, a lot of these are just funny. Everyone has these weird stories about periods and, you know, your body and whatnot that you're doing and shitting and whatnot. Like, who cares? You know, on my first episode that I talked about shitting myself. So, you know, I don't really care. And I hope you don't feel embarrassed for me because I sure as hell don't feel embarrassed about any of these experiences that I'm having. And I'm telling you on the podcast because I'm choosing to. Um, and I don't mind if everyone knows this. And I hope it makes other people feel more comfortable about some experiences they've had because a lot of life is just shits and giggles. And that is literal as well. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you think. If you want to send me a wee message, I love hearing your messages and let me know if there is a topic you want me to discuss as well, because I'm always open to suggestions. Have a lovely week and maybe see you next week. Who knows?